You are listening to the Pursuit Church Essay Podcast. We are a group of imperfect, real people on a mission to pursue God and love people. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. January is a crossroad month. It's a chance to go in another direction, to change. And most of us, I'd say in this room, want things to be a little different, right? Anybody in here want to keep living the way it was last year? I mean, most of us want to change, right? But if we're going to see real change, we have to do things differently. And today, I want to show you how to see real and lasting change in your life. And it starts with this. I need you to pay attention. It starts with understanding why God created you. That's where it starts. Ephesians 1.8 says, The eyes of your heart, may the eyes of your heart be enlightened, so that you may know what the hope is of his calling and what the riches are of his glorious inheritance in the saints. So my prayer is that Ephesians 1.18 is going to manifest in your life and that you will understand exactly why he created you. So in order to do that, let's go back to the beginning. Go to Genesis chapter 1 with me. If you brought your Bibles, yes. If you didn't, pull it up on your phone. It'll be on the screen. Genesis chapter 1. That's the very first book of the Bible, so we're going to start in the beginning. Verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. That's plural, y'all, us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, like the rats. Verse 27, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Notice that verse 26 kicks off with let us. That's referring to God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, the triune God. God has always existed in three parts. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who's also called the counselor or the helper. And I really want to go there, but that's a whole nother sermon to explain that to you, and I ain't got time for that right now. But what I want you to see is that we were created to be like God. Now, I want you to notice, I didn't say we were created to be God. That's what got Satan in trouble in the first place. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we were created to be like God. So what's God like? Well, first of all, we know he's a spirit. So that means we are spirits too. We are spirit beings. You think this body is who you are. It is not who you are. What you do for a living is not who you are. If you're a mom or a dad, or a, that is not who you are. You are a spirit being just like God because he created you and he created you in his image. So we are really a spirit. And secondarily, the other part of us Who we are is our soul. Our soul is our mind, what we think, our will, what we do, and our emotions, how we feel and process things. Our bodies, I want y'all to hear this, our bodies are just temporary transportation to be able to relate to the world we live in, to get around. Think of it like a car. It's how you get around. That's your body. That's not who you are. But our spirit and our soul, that's the part of us that lives on for eternity. And that is why... And this is my point. That is why God is more interested in your character than in your comfort. I'm going to say it again. God is more interested in our character than our comfort. 
He wants you to become godly, to take on his values, his attitudes, and his character. And you know what? This is what I love about God. He's such a loving father. He doesn't expect us to just figure that out on our own. He gave us Jesus Christ as an example to show us what that looks like. Why does God care about our character? Because he knows that your character will affect the course and the quality of your life here and for eternity. That's huge. And any change you want to see this year, it's going to start with understanding that. So for the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about how to change your character to change your life. And I'm going to start by giving you this one important truth. Earth is not heaven. Earth is not heaven. It's home for now, but it's not forever. So we cannot live like it is. The trouble starts when we don't understand that, y'all. And we wonder, why is this happening to me? Why does this keep going on like this? Why is life so hard? Well, who told you it was going to be easy? Did you, did you hear that on the internet, YouTube, maybe some TED talk? No, whoever told you that was lying to you because John chapter 16 tells us clearly that we are going to face some trouble in this life, this life right now in this world. We're going to face trouble. And that's why we have to change how we think about things in order to change our lives. Listen to this. This was something the Holy Spirit just dropped in my head. Our character determines how we think. And how we think is determined by our character. Our character determines how we think. And how we think is determined by our character. That's huge. That's like chicken and egg stuff, right? But think about it. Character matters. And I'm not talking about character, oh, he's got a great character. He's nice. He shares. He plays fair. I'm not talking about that character. I'm talking about character. Let me ask you this. Did you know that all sin starts in your mind? There's not a sin that you've committed that you didn't think about doing first. Am I wrong? Your mind is powerful. And that's why the enemy targets your mind. And that's exactly why you need to change how you think about some things. You have to train your mind. You have to train your mind to think properly. Your life will go in the direction of your thoughts. And that's exactly why Colossians 3.2 says, let heaven fill your thoughts. Don't spend your time worrying about things down here. That's straight out of the book. That's straight from the Bible. That's God's word. Now, this scripture is not telling us to just ignore what's going on around us. But it's saying, focus on God instead. Well, focus on what's going on around you. Focus on him. When we focus on God and his purposes, we're building our character more into his likeness. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, As we gaze upon the glory of the Lord with unveiled faces, all of us are being transformed into that same image from glory to glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. What that means is, as we keep our eyes fixed on God, we are being changed into the likeness of God little by little by the Holy Spirit. Notice it's the Holy Spirit that changes us when we keep our eyes fixed on God. Our part, keep our eyes fixed on God. 
The Holy Spirit does the changing. We aren't the ones that do the changing. Sometimes we get bogged down in that. I just can't, can't, I can't, can't, you don't have to. Keep your eyes on God and let the Holy Spirit work it out. And you know, this message, please don't hear this message. Oh, she's just saying, think about positive things. No, that'd be a TED talk. I'm not talking about that. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, but the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Well, you know, when you can't control yourself, you need to let the Holy Spirit work in your life. I have to learn that one daily. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's what it brings out in your life. But the Holy Spirit produces it, not us. These verses are describing the character of God. This is what we aspire to, y'all. You know, when I first read that scripture, I was like, oh, that's not possible. Not for me. Not for me. And you know what? That's right. It's not possible for me. But the Holy Spirit is my helper. He's your helper. It's possible for him to work it out in you. You know, Jesus left this planet years ago. Years ago, he left. But he left us the Holy Spirit as our helper. And the Holy Spirit is here to help us navigate life and develop the character of God in us. It's possible, absolutely impossible. But in order to do that, it starts with our thinking because our actions come from our thoughts, y'all. When you allow the Holy Spirit to inhabit your thoughts, your actions will follow. And you have to understand, this is not a one-and-done thing. You don't just do this once and you're good. No, this is a learning curve that's going to last a lifetime. And you want to know why? Because not any of us are going to be perfect this side of heaven. This is a journey. It is a lifelong journey. And this is what it looks like. This is what it looks like to let the Holy Spirit inhabit your thoughts. First step, when something goes wrong in your life, instead of going to your normal either freak-out mode or fear or hopelessness or if you're like some of us trying to figure it out, how am I going to fix this? Instead of doing that, you stop. You take a beat. Just take a minute. Take a breath. And then you pray. Gather your thoughts. Go straight to the Bible and see what does the Bible say about those thoughts and feelings or the situation you're having to deal with. And then, and then you redirect your thoughts to line up with the word of God. Remember, you're in control. You get to choose what you think. The enemy will shoot these fiery darts at us, but we don't have to let that sink in. We get to choose. It's like Wonder Woman with her big shield. You get, to, you get to volley them off. You don't have to let that get in your head. Choose to think. Think and dwell on the word of God and do this every single time something comes up. Every single time. This is called spiritual growth, y'all. It's called spiritual growth, discipleship. Building your spiritual muscle. You know, it's the same methodology that you use to build your physical muscles, right? How do you build your physical muscles? What's everybody doing right now in January? Going to the gym, right? Not me. I'm not going to the gym. But most people, they want to go to the gym and build their muscles, right? Same thing with your spiritual muscle, your spiritual growth. You have to work at it over and over and over in order to build it. It's the same thing. If you want to change the trajectory of your life, start changing your thoughts, Redirect them to line up with what God's word says, what the Bible says, and then speak the word out loud. Because you know what? When you speak it, you hear it, it gets into you better. But you can't just do this once, y'all. It takes 
27 days to form a new habit. You're going to need to do this consistently, minimum 27 days. It'll start the habit, then you just feed the habit. And I want to challenge you to do this. Ask the Holy Spirit in to whatever area you're struggling in. He's there for that reason. He's our helper, right? And if you do this consistently for 27 days, you will start to see change in your life. You'll see change in your character. It's not going to automatically make your life perfect. I'm not saying that. But you'll, you will start building character that's more in line with God's character. And you will start making choices that obey him. Choices that please him. Choices that line up with his purpose for your life. You will start responding to situations in a way that pleases God. And, and the best part, you'll develop stronger relationship with him. And you know what else? You'll have joy. And isn't that what we all really need anyway? Joy. I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness is when you go to Disney World and have a lot of fun. That's happiness. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about joy because happiness is flaky. It's subject to your circumstances, what's going on around you. Joy, no. Joy is a settled heart. It's a settled heart. It is not subject to what's going around you. And it's not focusing on that situation or the feeling because it's joy. Your heart is settled. And joy only comes from allowing God to shape your character and change your heart and your mind. I'm going to share something with you. Over the past six years, over the past six years, I've had a lot, a lot of difficult things in my life. I lost my mom. I lost my brother. I lost my best friend. I lost a couple of family members and three other really good friends. That's eight people in six years that died all of a sudden in my life. Since 2006, I've had constant pain in my neck and my shoulders. Well, in 2020, I started to lose function in my lower body. I couldn't feel my fingertips. I couldn't even get the money out of my wallet. Like, I have money in my wallet, but whatever. You know what I mean. Couldn't feel in my fingers. It was affecting my writing. I was starting to lose my ability to walk, y'all. This was in 2020. So, and the one thing that actually really sent me to the doctor were the migraines. I never had a migraine in my life. And I started having migraines that were debilitating. And I was like, what's going on? It's all the stuff I did in the 70s. What is this? So I went to the doctor, right? Well, come to find out. First, they thought I had multiple sclerosis, which, thank you, Jesus, I don't have that. But they found out that my vertebra in my back were pinching on my spinal cord. And I had to have immediate surgery to remove two-thirds of the bones in my neck. Or I would be paralyzed for life, or I could die. That was my choice. I was like, all right, whoa. This is in the past six years. All this has happened, y'all. I had to have emergency surgery on my cervical spine. Can't do all the stuff I used to could do, which is really disheartening, but I'm getting over it. And on top of that, when they were running all the tests for that, they found a lot of other stuff going on in my body that I'm still dealing with now. All of this while God had called us to plant this church. So we're planting this church. We're planning. We're praying. We're pastoring. We're mentoring. And all this stuff is going on. And I'm going to be real honest with you all. <laughs> there were times I'm like, Lord, I don't know about all this. You, 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 you need to help me. I'm going to need some help to get through this. But you know what? 
In those moments, it's when the Holy Spirit, my helper, reminded me of what Psalm 121.2 says. And I lift my eyes. I lift my eyes. And I know where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's where your help comes from, y'all. You want to walk through some stuff and do it with joy? Lift your eyes. Lift your eyes. Put your eyes on the things above. That's how you do it. I don't have it all figured out, but I've, I've learned to walk through some stuff. And I'm telling you this because I know what it's like to walk through some stuff. I'm still walking through stuff, but I'm going to walk through this stuff with Jesus by my side. And you got to get that attitude where you're going to walk through some stuff with joy in your heart and Jesus by your side because you can do it when you let God change your character. Let him change your character. You got to lift your eyes, y'all. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. And you want to do this. You want to do this because your character will start lining up with God. You're better able to handle all the junk this world is going to dump on you. Don't bring that same struggle into 2023, y'all. Lift your eyes. Set your mind on things above and let God work some stuff out in you. And when bad things happen, don't go to the phone. Don't start texting people. Don't go to the Internet. Lord have mercy, don't go to the Internet. That'll mess you up so fast. Go straight to the Bible. That's the truth with a capital T. That's something you can rely on. You can stand on. It is true. It is yea. It is amen. There is no shadow of turning in God's word or in God himself because he is his word. Go to scripture. Read it out loud. Pray and tell God how you feel. He can handle how you feel. Tell him how you feel. I'm scared, God. Why is this happening, Lord? Help me get through this. And then pray. Tell him what you want. And then surrender whatever you're facing to him. That's what I had to learn to do. And you know what? God gave me the strength to keep going and face the next battle, and he'll do the same thing for you. As you do this, you'll see your attitude, your character, and your values will start to look more like God's. And that will equip you to better handle the hurts, the disappointments, and the setbacks in life. Start doing this, y'all. Start doing it right now. You can start right now. Every day is a do-over. Start right now. Start by believing that your character matters to God. That's the first thing you got to get settled. Your character matters to God. And the next step is to take a step of faith and ask the Holy Spirit to start changing your character. You got to ask him to help you. You can't do it on your own. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you start changing your character. And then after that, you're going to have to let him guide you. And you do that by listening to that small, still voice. Some people call it a conscience. It's a small, still voice. And choose to do the right thing. And when you choose to do the right thing, the Holy Spirit steps in to help you do the right thing. In Joshua chapter 3, Joshua was leading God's people away from an enemy army, right? But they had to cross a flooded, raging, rushing river. And Joshua was terrified. They were terrified. Think about it. you got to cross a rushing, raging river, and what are you going to do? On foot, y'all. They were terrified. But they had no choice. An enemy army was closing in behind them to kill them. And God, Joshua prayed, and God parted the river after Joshua stepped in the water. You have to learn to do the right thing in spite of your fear. Yes. 
Do it in spite of how you feel. Do it in spite of how you fe- what you fear. This is how you cooperate with the Holy Spirit, and this is how you build godly character. It sounds simple, and it really is. Just make a choice. Remember, you choose. You have the ability to choose. God created human beings in such a unique way that he gave us the ability to choose. So you choose what you think. You choose what you do. You even choose how you feel. It just starts with making a choice to step out in faith and do the right thing despite your fear. This is how you cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And I want to leave you with three ways, three ways to walk this out, and it's based on Ephesians chapter 4. Number one, let go of your old ways of acting. Just let go of it. Don't do it anymore. Stop doing it. Number two, change the way you think. Choose what you think and let God's word direct your thoughts. Number three, develop new godly habits. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be mindful of where you go and how you spend your time and who you spend your time with. Friends, your character is the sum of your habits. It's the sum of your habits. And this year, if you want to see real and lasting change, you have to change your habits. You have to change your habits. And that means your character will change and you will start looking more like God. You will take on his character, his attitude, his values, his character. This is what will bring real and lasting change into your life. Will you bow your heads? Let me pray. You know, if you're already a believer, you already have the Holy Spirit living in you. When you give your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit indwells. It comes and it lives in you to guide you and lead you. So all of what I'm saying today is possible for you if you're a believer. But if you're not, if you've never given your life over to Jesus, if you've never asked Jesus into your heart, that's where it starts, friend. That's where it starts. When you ask Jesus into your heart, the Holy Spirit comes also. In that very moment, the moment you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit comes in that moment, and then you have the helper, the counselor, to help you, and you have the Savior that you need to change. And you know, let me go back and talk to the believers. If you're a believer, but your character has been anything but the character of God, you can change that, friend. You can change that. It's just a matter of repentance. It's the same thing if you don't know Jesus. It starts with just a matter of repentance. If that's you and you want to turn things around, you want to come back to God, or if you've never known Jesus as your Savior, then all you got to do is pray a simple prayer after me, just a simple prayer. Believe it in your whole heart, and you will change. The Holy Spirit will indwell in your mind, your heart, And you can change. You can see real and lasting change. If that's you, if you're ready to surrender it all to God or give it back to him, just pray this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, 
I repent of my sin. I ask you to forgive me. Wash me clean. Come into my heart. You now are my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give at PursuitChurchSA.com give. Thank you for listening and remember to follow us to enjoy more messages like this.